You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Tony Groves and newcomer, William Gibson. Hey, guys. How's it going, man? Hey, fellas. Hey, hey. Well, welcome, welcome, uh, William Gibson. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, let's learn a little bit about you. We'll start off with that. We'll get into a little Q&A here. Um, first question is, when did you start on iRacing, and how did you hear about it? I started about, I would say, five months ago now. Um, I heard about it really early on when it first came out, um, but didn't really start up until a few months ago, so kind of new here. <laughs> Uh, you're really a newbie. Okay. All right. How often are you racing these days? Like on a weekly basis? or I try to race as much as I can. Um, with my work schedule, it makes it kind of tough. I usually try to do at least one or two dirt races in the morning when I get up. Um, maybe a little bit later on in the day. NIS stuff I usually do about once a week. Um, but that's about it. Cool. So that was kind of the next question. What series do you normally run in? Yeah, mostly dirt. Um, I've done a few NIS races and trucks and the B cars. Um, I usually try to stay out of those guys' way. Um, most of my pace is on dirt, but it's a lot of fun. I love it. Nice. All right, so you're new to iRacing, so tell us about your hardware setup. What kind of wheels and pedals and uh, how many monitors, that kind of thing. So I started with a Logitech G29, uh, the wheels and pedals. I still have that. I went from one monitor to using an Oculus, so that's kind of what I've been using lately. So, yeah, that's my setup there. So pretty straightforward, just a desk chair strapped to my desk, wheels, pedals, and the Oculus. Yeah, the Oculus, uh, when you go down that route, it really does uh, make it a little bit easier. You know, you don't have to have a, a triple monitor stand or TV stands or monitors and all that stuff's out the window, so... Yeah, I love it. The first race I did, it's just so much more immersive, definitely than one monitor, because I was really debating whether I go three monitors or with the Oculus, and as soon as I tried it, I just fell in love. It was so immersive, just amazing. Okay. Any uh, third-party <clears throat> software that you run when you race, uh, or is it just iRacing? For the most part, just iRacing. I do use OBS to record some of my gameplay every now and then but other than that just um just i racing can't really get too much in on that headset all right and uh you you said you're on dirt little nis uh, any leagues or uh, are you part of a team no 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 teams or leagues um i'm trying to get part of team tofosi but um i have done a league in the past with project cars that was kind of my entry to sim racing fell in love and then kind of heard about iRacing and it's just been an amazing experience so all right well what w what's been the most memorable iRacing moment i would say my first win but a few weeks ago i had a race um it was eldora dirt street stock c class ran with this guy he is irate or yeah his i rating was about 2000 higher than mine and just an amazing battle ended up finishing second within a tenth of a second just hard clean racing and just amazing 
Yeah, you're very new, and uh, it'll be good to get a new person's perspective as we go through the show today. So uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, have you had any wins yet or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I think I haven't won anything on asphalt yet. That's my next big hurdle. I have a few dirt street stock wins, a couple of limited late models, and I, I did a World of Outlaw late model, got a second there, but nothing on the asphalt side yet, so... I don't think I've won anything higher than C-Class. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, it'll come. It'll come. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, let's jump into uh, race results next. <clears throat> uh, NIS Texas. <clears throat> Thank you again to the anonymous donor for the sets for the team. Uh, certainly helped us out to uh, get through the, the week for sure. Uh, but open was not my forte. Um I actually, Wednesday fixed, my best result, nice, top five. I can't believe it, top five at Texas. And uh, I raced my tail off that last, you know, 30, 40 laps to hold my track position. And uh, it paid off. But, man, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever raced this hard. But uh, somehow got a nice top five. I'm re- and I think that's probably the best result of the week for the team. So, Uh, and then we moved on to open P16. I actually wrecked on my own hard into the wall out of four. And man, I just feel like I, I don't know what the difference is. You know, I ended up with the top five and then the rest of the week I struggled, you know, and, uh, I killed the car. Uh, Matt, uh, David flowers ran as well. He wrecked out, uh, Matt Cisna also from the team wrecked out in the open uh that night so it was a it was a tough night for all three of us uh and then sunday uh i ended up on lap three pushing out of two and plowing the wall and killed it uh killed another guy as well and uh unbelievably this you know i i was think i was 35th there i think i worked my way back up to like 25th or something but uh, it was bad. I mean, I don't know why I went downhill after that top five. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I would say a top five is definitely a great result because those are very competitive races. Yeah. And Tony, you didn't get to run. Life got busy for you. William, did you run any Texas? Or? No, unfortunately, I was pretty much busy with work all week. I did get a dirt race in with the limited late models. Uh, qualified fifth, ended up finishing second and that in a very, very, very fun, tight race. But that was pretty much the only race I got in this week. Yeah, second, that's not not so bad. Tony, how about you? No, I, uh, other than, uh, you know, being able to hang out with you guys Sunday night, um, which was which was a nice break from my, my busy life right at the moment, I, I, I didn't get on the sim at all. Um, <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah, you joined us on TeamSpeak. Uh, uh, Flowers and my myself were running, and he, he wrecked out that night too. But we were running in the back because we had repairs and stuff, and we were talking all kinds of stuff and had some fun. But, uh, yeah, NIS is almost over. There's, what, two weeks left, Phoenix and Homestead. So uh, what do you guys got for Phoenix? Uh, I, I tried a set we have uh, earlier today and put up some laps. I wasn't fast, but I could get around the track. 
I've... Uh, Sorry, I let you go, Tony. I was going to say, uh, I don't typically do very well at Phoenix. Um, sometimes, every now and again, I can, I can make it through, but most of the time I end up spinning myself out because I just haven't figured that track out. It, it's hard because you got to go fast, then go slow. You know, and you have to really slow down for those corners. Yeah, it's really deceptive on how slick it was. I um, I just got the A cars and was doing some practicing the other day, and just you feel like you need to go slower when you need to go faster. It's just a weird feeling track, but I'm excited for the race just because I feel like you just play it smart, you survive all those wrecks, you should be more than good. Yeah, this is in my experience an attrition race, and uh, I usually fare fairly well at those, so I'm kind of optimistic about Phoenix, but we'll see. All right, uh, let's move on uh, into topics. Uh, Tony, you're up first. Well, they had the uh, the SEMA the SEMA show, and uh, Joey Logano turned out um, did some laps on the uh, i racing on the simulators they had there. They uh, they put up a really nice video up on Facebook, and um, man, those those simulators uh, they're those are some nice machines. Holy cow! They they really throw you around. That was that, that was neat to watch. Yeah, that sim equipment is second to none that they're using at that SEMA show. I mean, uh, they had the four rigs with the virtual reality goggles, and then they had the one that Joey Logano's in, which is like big triples. They're like fifty-five inches or something screens. They're big. Yeah, with that. Would that help you, or would that be more of a hindrance having screens that big? I mean, that's a whole lot to look at. I I think it's too much. Uh, I think there is a sweet spot in my research, and my and when I went to triples, I I'm really OCD, and I do a lot of reading and research before I make a big decision. And I read the forums, you know, and tons of stuff. And I came up with the conclusion that 27 was the sweet spot. Anything smaller was not enough. Anything bigger is uh, too much. And, you know, when you see Joey with these big 55-inch triples, it's it's magnified too big. Like you said, there's almost too much to look at. And that center screen is so far away from the steering wheel, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, and I was kind of wondering that, and I'm taking it back, you know, a bunch of years now. But uh, you know, when you when you make the step from the old CRT televisions and and uh, up to the flat screens, and um, you know, just playing video games with the boys, you know, um, yeah, you know, you're trying to do stuff, and you're so used to that small screen, and then all of a sudden, bam, you got like 55 or 60 inches of stuff to look at, and like for me, I just completely sucked, and it was just so much, so much head turning and and all that other. I could, you know, I have to imagine it'd be be about the same. As far as the sweet spot on screen size, I think a good gauge is when you sh- when you have the steering wheel shown, you know, you can turn it on and off. But when it shows the steering wheel on the screen, it should be the same size as the steering wheel that you're holding in your hand, and they overlay on each other. Now, if it's much bigger, then that means you're too, you know, your screens are too big kind of thing. And so that's that's where the 27, I think, is the right size because there's a one-to-one ratio of what you're seeing, you know. 
Yeah. And, sorry, William. I'm going to say you, you've touched on that uh, lots before there, Mike. Where you want that one to one ratio as as much as possible, and you know as, as close to that as you can get. I know I raced on a 27 inch quite a while before I got my Oculus, and it felt perfect. I never felt like I was too close, too far away. I never really had any issues with my field of view at all. Um, now that definitely changed a little bit when I went to the Oculus. I was a little took a little getting used to. I, in fact, turned my wheel and gloves off just because it mentally messed with me a little bit. But I know when I was running on the 27-inch, it was almost perfect. Right. All right, next topic. We got a nice viewer comment on the forums about the podcast. Hey, uh, from Brett McBurney from Australia on the other side of the world. Thanks, Brett. He's, uh, this is what he said. Thanks, Mike. I repair surfboards for a living, and listening to you guys talk about my favorite hobby while I work is cool. Thank you for your efforts. So thank you, Brett, for taking a moment and uh, saying that. I do appreciate it. But it's it's cool, I think, to have – we have listeners around the world, actually, and uh, a good percentage of them are actually in Australia, which is uh, pretty cool, I think. I know a lot of the YouTube channels I watch, they're all based out of Australia. So I know that iRacing has a lot of a lot of members out there. In fact, some of my favorite races I do are really crazy hours, and I get a lot of people from Australia, and they're very, very fun to drive with. Very good hard racers. Yeah. I, I like what this guy does for a living. I mean, he, he repairs surfboards. That's, that's just so cool. I imagine he's right on the beach, probably, you know. Pretty cool, yeah. All right, well, thank you, Brett, for the kind comment. Tony, what's up? Well, iRacing put up the uh, series schedule for the uh, for the Pro Series. Um, and that, this is neat. I wish they kind of did this for uh, um, the NIS, but, you know, I, I know there's a, a lot when they do release these, but the really nice shows you everything, uh, race lengths, um, uh, what tracks you are, whether you're eligible for the series. Um, I, I, I like this layout. Yeah, and what time of day is the race and the length, obviously. Um, but it's a schedule for the road. I've been calling it the Road to Pro. The official name is NASCAR iRacing Pro Series. And it starts tonight, guys. Uh, in fact, about an hour or an hour and a half from now. So we're going to run it. I know our team's running it. A few of us are already uh, planning on running it. I am uh, right after dinner. And it's going to be every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, I believe. Uh, looks like it's over the next, uh, well, nine, ten weeks through January, the end of January. Now there's some off weeks in there for the holidays. So it's a nice little series, uh, you know, to keep you active until we get back into the next NASCAR season. So uh, I think our team's kind of uh, looking forward to it. So we'll see. What do you guys think? I really like the schedule. It has a little bit of everything. I think that's really nice going from Texas, Phoenix, Homestead, Auto Club. You got Darlington, Sonoma thrown in there, Dover, Richmond. You really have a good mixture of tracks. I think the dry, I'm excited to see the drivers that make their way out of this go to the Peak Series. Because um, it's going to be my first time watching the season all the way through. I, I'm really excited to see this and uh, participate in these events. Yeah, 
why not? You know, I mean, we don't have the I rating to even be close to, you know, making it into uh, the first split, but there's still going to be a lot of people running it, I think. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of participation we have tonight. Uh, mo- in the past, the most of the NASCAR iRacing series participants do come over and race this, so it does have good participation. So kind of looking forward to it. I think I also heard on Facebook that the uh, the top split will be broadcast. I don't know who the broadcaster is, but... Uh, they are going to have a broadcast too, apparently. Oh, that's a a nice little addition for the uh, for the guys up there in the top split. That'll make things even more interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch that and just kind of watch the battles and watch everybody try to make it to that next peak level. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation about who can do it and who can't uh, on the forums. All right, next topic. Uh. Somebody asked the question on the forums, is it iRacing working on a 100% revamp of its software? And, uh, you know, basically trying to say, you know, the core of the sim is 12 years old. You know, it's based on code from 12 years ago. Wouldn't it be better just to scrap it and start fresh? Well, David Tucker from iRacing did uh, pipe in and say, not really. (laughs) Um they've been reworking that engine or that code from 12 years ago since the day iRacing started. And, uh, there's a lot of work that's been done in there. And so, yeah, you, it wouldn't make sense to restart. Yeah. And I think we're seeing quite a few improvements lately. I know since I joined, they've added dirt, they're adding rally, they're working on pit animations. So I know I've only been here for a small amount of time, but they have done a ton of improvements and it would just seem silly to kind of start from scratch again. Yeah. And the physics uh, are so advanced. So anyway, it was interesting. Um, you know, I guess it's a legitimate question, but uh, I don't think the, the opera realizes how much code is involved here. All right. What's next? Oh, another forum post. Uh, somebody asking, uh, you know, what, what has uh, D- I lost your mic there. All right, we lost Tony. I'm sure he'll be back shortly. Um, I believe he was bringing up the post they were talking about, the DX11, which has, sorry, has to do with graphics and the rendering. Oh, that's right. DX11. Uh, yeah, so another question that came up out on the forums is, what's the advantage? Why, you know, why did we move to DX11? What, you know, what did we get out of it? And uh, Tony Gardner, uh, CEO of iRacing, piped in uh, and, and gave some answers here. You know, DX11 provided a massive FPS uh, frame per second improvement over DX9, often more than 50% higher depending on the track and PC. And it worked. We worked around some of the DX9 memory limitations, allowing more detailed tracks and cars, including dirt racing and effects, dynamic track deformation, etc. Uh, DX11 also enabled us to add VR for latest versions of Rift and Vive, and a bunch of post-processing options as well. 
Night Track Shadows, Dynamic Cube Map Support, and more. So uh, uh, hopefully that answers the question about why we went to DX11, but it sounds like a, a good reason to me. Yeah, I know I've benefited from a lot of these changes already. Um, dirt was a huge thing in me starting with iRacing. Um, I always wanted to do the asphalt side, but once I knew they had dirt, I knew I had something that I had experience and that I could do for fun. And obviously I've grown since. And then even with VR, I think it kind of ties a lot into them updating everything. It's it's constantly evolving. I think that is a very good move they made. Yeah. Well, and support for the Vive and Oculus is obviously a real big next step. It is needed, I think, because uh, a lot of gamers are, are going that direction. All right. Uh, Tony, you back? I think so. I think it's working now. I don't know what happened there. That's all right. All right. We want to pick up the next one. Sure. Let's try this again. Um, another forum post um, asking uh, about the time attack for uh, Solstice drivers. And uh, Tony Gardner came back on to say, you know, um, basically the long and skinny is uh, they, they just can't have every car. They want to uh, try and focus on just a few cars for participation purposes that, you know, they, they, uh, they throw uh, some incentive there. Uh, you can win some cash. Um, but now they're, he did say that, you know, they're going to rotate through cars and, and tracks and stuff to keep things fresh. But uh, just just to have, you know, all the cars available, um, you'd never, you, you wouldn't have enough participation. It wouldn't be much fun to, to do that. Spread too thin, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that, that just totally tanked this uh, time attack that they're, that they're really trying to, to push out there. I think I initially thought Time Attack would be all the cars, all the tracks, and you could pick any of them and go try to set a world record, so to speak. But that's really not the case. Like you said, they're just doing the featured cars, and and so, okay, well, I, I guess I understand the reasoning. You know, I, I kind of like it like this, you know. Um, you know, it may not be your flavor uh, this season, but next season there might be something in there that you may, you know, you may be good at, but... Uh, yeah, keep it small, keep it keep it simple and and throw a nice reward on the uh on the end of that. Yeah. I probably I, won't be doing time attack. I don't know. I know I've done a couple and it's it's nice knowing a lot of people are doing that same thing. Um I know when they had the reset after the weather issues they had, I, that was one of the first things I did when they put it back up is put my lap in and then kind of I've fallen down the rank since then, but Having those drivers do that and more and more people that enter each individual series, I think, really shows where you stand. Right. All right, next topic. Uh, iRacer John Allen earns entry into the Mazda Road to 24 shootout. Congratulations, says Kevin Bobbitt in the forums, saying John Allen has qualified for the 2017 Mazda Road to 24 shootout that will be held in December at Bondurant Racing School in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Allen qualified by racing iRacing.com's online racing seats, uh, series featuring the Global Mazda MX-5 Cup car. 
and he'll be competing for a $100,000 Mazda Racing Scholarship in the 2018 Global Mazda MX-5 Cup Series. Pretty cool. Yeah, I always enjoy reading these articles where somebody utilizes iRacing to just make it to that real-life next step. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, and you can't just go out and practice every day, but to be able to utilize something like iRacing to get to that next level is just phenomenal that, that people are kind of hopping on and hopefully should allow racing in general to grow, not just iRacing. And the Bondurant School, that's a, an amazing opportunity to go to that road course school. So, pretty cool. Uh, good job, John Allen. All right, Tony, what's next? Oh, another uh, forum post. Um, and uh, yeah, The title of it was, uh, Why I Never Apologize Until After I See the Replay. And there's a, there's a video um, up there. And uh, looks like one guy drifted up, got into another guy, and he just uh, locks up the brakes. And, um, you know, he does a real nice job of hanging on. Um, but I think, you know, the gist of it is, and I know this has happened to me plenty of times where I'm going and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm racing side by side with somebody and, and, you know, I think they come up into me or they take me out and, uh, I, you know, I watch the replay and it turns out, well, Hey, no, that was my bad. I was the one that drifted around and, uh, I, I was the one that, you know, caused that accident. So, you know, I'm, we all hear it all the time. Um, everybody kind of getting after everybody, uh, you know, for apologizing and all this other stuff. And, um, yeah, it's just a, a conversation about the, about that. Yeah. And I thought one guy said, uh, which I, I agree with to save a car. If you're wrecking, push both pedals down at the same time, gas and brake. And and this guy even says saw your wheel back and forth too, but I I don't do the saw the wheel back and forth. But I have done pushed both pedals down at the same time, and I tell you what, it works. And that's what I wanted to bring up from this article or from this forum post was it, when I saw that somebody wrote that, I'm like, wow, that's what I you I mean that's what I do when I usually wreck is I try to pump them both, but it actually will straighten a car out. You have to try it. Oh, well, I kind of went a totally different way with this one, but um, I'll, I'll have to try that out. I mean, typically I just, uh, you know, I, I let off the, I let off the gas and 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 try to steer my way out of it, and then when I get a little bit uh, of what I feel is control, I I get back on the gas, and it usually brings me out of it, but not always. I'm going to try that way. I mean, it'll slow you down, to, you know? So if you you're going to lose a lot of track position, but you could save the car, you know. That doesn't always work, but uh, try it, yeah. It's kind of uh, counterintuitive to push the gas and the brake at the same time, so you've got to force yourself mentally to do it. You know, it's something I do a lot when I'm driving in the dirt cars to kind of keep the back end from coming around. I've never, unless I don't pay attention to doing it, I've never thought about doing it when I lose it with an asphalt car. Usually my priority is just to make sure I don't hit anybody else, so definitely going to give that a shot. Okay, cool. Next topic is kind of complicated, but it was really good information, so I want to bring it up. If you've ever gone in the sim 
and gone to options and uh, go to graphics, the graphics tab, uh, you'll see something called multi-projection, a check mark, and then you'll see another one that says SMP. Well, uh, David Tucker uh, in the forums gave us a hint <clears throat> about this SMP and what does it mean? And I don't think I've ever really figured it out until I read this. Um, so let's go through those two settings and just talk about what each one of them does. So multi-projection, we'll start with that one. It's the option to render each screen separately in the sim. This is the way you want to go if your computer is up to the challenge. Now if you don't enable the multi-projection but angle the monitors anyway, then the image will be distorted. So if you're doing triples, you have to have this checked. That's what he's saying. And if you don't have it check marked, then you're having a distorted image. So go. So the moment I read this forum, I went, jumped in the sim, and I checked. Do I have it check marked right? And I did. So uh, I just wanted to pass that along. Now the other, the other one, SMP, actually stands for, and it doesn't say this in the sim. All it says is SMP. So that's why I never really understood what it was meant. But what it stands for is simultaneous multi-projection, SMP. Uh, he says it comes with a cost. I don't know the details of it, but it is basically a fancy trick to warp the screens in the GPU without our input. It's to treat the three monitors, three monitors as if they were one large flat monitor. That is less work than setting up three different scenes and rendering them separately. I so it's some kind of graphics thing where your graphics uh, processor will simulate uh, the, the rendering separately, but you're really not, or something along those lines. And I got the impression from reading it that in a traditional triple setup, you probably want this unchecked. I think it's nice to go into detail over this stuff. I know when I first started iRacing, it was a lot of settings to kind of overcome. And it's nice to have an Oculus. I don't have to think about this now, but it is nice that they actually have the staff members going in and covering these topics. Because I think there's a lot of people that, that just don't know. They plug and play, and um, it's nice that they could go over this and hopefully make everyone's experience a lot better. Yeah, so if you're on single screen, both of them unchecked. If you're on triples, you want multi-projection checked, and you want SMP unchecked. And I don't see any reason to run SMP checked from what I've read. Well, my understanding is uh, it's all up to your to your computer. If 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 your computer can handle the multi-projection, you know, rendering each screen separately, then obviously it says it you know it's a way to go but if if you're running a you know your your system's not up to the task then the simultaneous multi projection um is a good solution for those right yeah yeah exactly ah, yeah you i think you're right so like yeah if you have a cheap computer or crappy graphics yeah maybe smp is the way to go so try it um, and later in the thread, he actually says, you know, go t do an A-B test, you know, go turn it on, go take a screenshot of the sim, and then turn it off and go take another screenshot and put them next to each other and compare it. 
All right, what's next? Uh, another forum post question uh why does iRacing allow video game controllers um <laughs> i'm sure we've all been on track with somebody with a controller um most of the time they're pretty easy to spot um my my personal opinion you know yeah it it sucks and you know okay if you're gonna spend the money on iRacing why don't you go out and get yourself a wheel but hey not everybody can do that but everybody pays to have their experience so um you know I may be, and I'm, I'm probably in the minority on this one here, but I, you know, race what you bring, uh, what you have, um, you know, you, you pay for it. It's your experience. Um, yeah, it's probably going to suck for people around you, but, um, you know, get out there and save up to get a wheel. But if that's all you got and you want to race, give her, man. Well, I think a lot of people... They want to try iRacing before they spend money on iRacing, you know, as far as buying a wheel. Now, I think when I bought iRacing and started, I took a leap of faith, as I see it. I went and spent 300 bucks on a wheel and pedals without really under, without even trying it, really. Um, and I started with a wheel. Now, a lot of people start with a joystick. They fall in love with it, so then they, start, they go out and find a wheel from there. Um, so I think I'm okay with it. Because that's, you know, how you going to get people hooked. Uh, the other thing that a lot of people brought up in this, in this forum post is, what about the disabled people? You know, the people that can't drive with a wheel, you know, and what's fair for them? Well, yeah, that's a good point to, uh, to bring up, too. And, and there's actually like a whole uh, section dedicated to just that um, and to those people with the disabilities and how they get on with uh, being able to race and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll bring up a, an old teammate, Carlos Fonseca, who's been on this uh, podcast for dozens and dozens and dozens of, uh, of our episodes. Uh, he runs with a controller, and I don't think that's a, a secret, but he runs with a Xbox controller. And you know what? His I rating is higher than mine. And you know what? He's a better driver than I am. And uh, he is good with that controller. Now, Carlos runs a controller because he has to, because of his uh, his conditions and whatever. So, And he, he doesn't use a wheel. And so he's one of those people. But it can go the other way. People can be really good on those controllers. You can drive good if you know what you're doing. I know I was in a dirt race one time and a gentleman said he was driving with a joystick and he was phenomenally faster than me. And I just could not imagine using a joystick to do it. Um, I think a controller would be a little bit easier than a joystick. So, um, yeah, I think it allows more people to play and it's just makes the whole sim better. Just if you start having to have stuff like a wheel and rigs like that, it's going to limit a lot of people from joining guy racing and, I know Ty Majeski, he uses a simple wheel like I do, and he's faster than all of us. So the rig or the equipment you use really doesn't make too big of a difference in your speed if you're just naturally gifted. Yeah, and technically, I don't think there's a way for them to say, okay, you, it only works with a wheel. Because the way that Windows works, the way that game controllers work, uh, it's just, you know, you're providing a, a digital number, you know, one between a thousand or whatever it is. And you can do it via joystick or controller or wheel. It's all the same to the computer. So um, you can rig up anything and drive with it. 
you can drive with a mouse. They, they, they added that functionality too, so. All right, what's next? Hardware, software. Yeah, the uh, Logitech uh, G920 dual motor feedback driving force racing wheel on sale for from Amazon.com at a really smoking good price. What's interesting is when I put this link in the show notes earlier this morning, the price on Amazon f for this was actually $199.99, $200. And when I look at the page right now, the price has gone up. It's now $258 for the G920 and $270 for the G29. So I don't know what Amazon is doing, but... Uh, yeah, they're cha they had a sale, and there was a lot of people were advertising it on the Facebook uh, iRacing pages uh, throughout the day. Uh, maybe uh, they sold a bunch, and the demand went up, and the price went up. But yeah, it was a good price there for a while. It's normal list price of four hundred, and it was at two hundred earlier today. Yeah, that's a really good deal. I use the G twenty nine, and it's a great will. Um, the nine twenty. Yeah, I think it, mine was just under 300 so I got a really good deal on mine. But that $200 is an amazing deal, and I totally understand why that thing went right back up. I would say I would definitely recommend the G29, though, if you're using a, any kind of Oculus headset because you do have some extra knobs and buttons, which help you like adjust your brake bias and whatnot. But the, they're both very identical wheels, and just that's a really good deal. Yeah, that's... Uh... I didn't realize it was down to like 199. I mean, heck, at that price, I would have jumped on that and uh, and shipped it up here. That's a that's a great deal. I I'm kind of surprised the price changed so quickly, though. I thought it would at least stay the same until the show started. <laughs> yeah, it kind of shows you if you're interested in a new wheel, I would definitely bookmark that and check on it day by day, and hopefully at the right time, it gets it right back down to that 200 dollars price point or. Even at the 250 is still an amazing deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next uh, section, iRacing and real racing collide in the real world. Let's talk about a video of Alex Bowman, a future cup star, uh, gives us a tour of the Chevy simulator. And there's a video that was put on NASCAR uh, NBC um show uh with him giving a tour of this uh simulator and so it's pretty cool to see it in action and you even get to see the graphics and when i saw the graphics i'm like man iRacing looks better than this why are they running this stuff i mean it's not much better but it is better I think they're at the point, though, they know they don't need the graphics. They just want the look and feel. But that rig was very impressive. Um, just the way the whole top of the car lifted up so you get in and out. I mean, it was a phenomenal rig. But you're right, those graphics were, um, remind me of my PlayStation 2 days. Full motion rig, too. And and it's like a cockpit of a car. I mean, that's, it looks like a cockpit. It's got a window net and everything. Pretty cool. I'd love an opportunity to run it. Yeah, I just 
it's amazing that they can make rigs that detailed. Um, it would be amazing to drive something of that nature just to feel all the motion. Um, you still don't have the G force and all, but just every bump rut in the track, um, feeling the back end come loose on you when you coming off those corners there, it, they use it as a tool, but I see it as a really amazing toy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was some rumor a few weeks back that iRacing might be get, uh, you know, getting involved with the manufacturers and their simulators. Um, but it's kind of cool to see it in action. So, And if iRacing got into that, that would just be amazing because with that extra communication with the manufacturers, the teams, the drivers, and iRacing, it would just give all of the members a better overall experience to make it as real as possible. Right, because they'd be wanting to make it as real as possible for Chevy, and that would hopefully translate over to what we're running. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, Tony, uh, final topic. What's next? Uh, at Toyota Racing on Twitter, put up a, a video of uh, Christopher Bell. He's uh, finding balance and running for a championship means trading one steering wheel for another. And I didn't get a chance to uh, to listen to the video, but watching it, it's uh, Christopher Bell showing some love to iRacing and doing a little uh, uh, sim racing. It shows him uh, playing around in the dirt and doing some asphalt racing. Yeah, and it it's the first look of his rig that I've seen. So I thought it was pretty cool to see what kind of setup he's running with. He's got a single monitor at a desk, and it looks like a clamp-down wheel. Yeah, he was using the Logitech G27, which is um, very similar to the G29 we were just talking about. But yeah, he has it clamped on a desk, monitor mounted to the wall, and he's just being faster than all of us. So yeah, it really keeping shows. Keeping it simple, huh? Yeah, it really shows your gear doesn't make that big of a difference because of how well it translates yeah he's just uh, he's got a nice uh, desk chair looks pretty comfy and uh pedals on the floor you know pretty simple setup kind of cool to see in his house his own personal setup so check that out on twitter at toyota racing yeah pretty cool all right let's get into final thoughts uh tony groves what do you got <laughs> well um, I'm, I'm really missing iRacing right now. Um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to making a Thursday start tonight. I'm not going to be able to do it, unfortunately. Um, but Thursday, I am, uh, I'm hell bent on Thursday, uh, nine o'clock for the fixed. Yep. Phoenix it is, huh? All right. William Gibson, thank you for joining us for the first time and, uh, your final thoughts. No, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity to be on the show. I love listening to your podcast. I'm all like gentlemen there in Australia. I listen to it on my way to work every day, and it's just great to be on. I'm very excited for Road to Pro to start. It will be my first time driving an A car, so at least I'll know I'll be on track with some of the best of the best, and really excited to see where this goes. Cool. Well, it's kind of neat to have new people, fresh blood, and uh, get some new excitement going. Uh, so welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, my final thought, I guess, is, uh, boy, it's the end of the season. We got Thanksgiving coming. Phoenix, Homestead. Uh, we're starting the Road to Pro tonight. Um, excited for that season to start and see how that shakes out. It's going to be fun to watch and see what, you know who who wins and who doesn't, you know, and 
who's in the top split and who doesn't, you know, is there people in the second split that have opportunity to, to do well. So, uh, it'll be interesting and, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So again, Tofosi racing is still growing. We're trying to grow our ranks a little bit. If you're interested and want to run the same stuff we do, check us out, hit me up. Uh, and like any good podcast, you guys can find us everywhere a podcast can be found specifically iTunes and the Google play store. If you own a cell phone, those are the two places to go. Uh, but you can also find us on Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, you name it. Uh, so hit us up and with that, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.